Hello, and welcome to Books, the podcast, the only podcast about books. I'm Tim. I'm Tom. And we are booksmen, embarking on week two. Of reading a book. Of reading a book. Well, I'm reading it. Well, Tom's reading it. I'm reading a different book. Oh, what book are you reading? Oh, Um, going against the rules, I see. Hmm? Oh, I'm only supposed to read? Only uh, one of us is supposed to be at reading anything at a time. Tom, uh, you know how uh, they made those book lists that everybody shared on uh, Instagram about a month ago? It's like, we all need to learn stuff. Because uh, of like Black Lives Matter? Yeah. Uh-huh. So, so, you know, reading all those books one by one. Wow. All of them. All any book anyone suggested. All of them. And some people were just kind of like the Chronicles of Narnia. And you're like, like, I don't oh. see what that has to do yeah. with this. And it's a whole series, but I guess I'll do it. Now you're um, not a because I've I've mentioned to you that I'm a I can read a fiction book and a nonfiction book at the same time. Do yeah. you do that? Um, I can do that. I'm smart enough to hold things in my head. Mm-hmm. But the problem with reading multiple books at once for me is that I'll get on a reading jag, man. Um, <laughs> and uh, I like to ride the momentum right. of a book. So if I'm reading two and, uh, you know, uh, I'm really getting into into the nonfiction book and I'm just riding that out, then it's, you know, Five days, six days since the last time I I read the the the, the novel. Yeah, right. And it's like, all right, where are we here? Where like, yeah. you know, I feel like uh, that kills all the momentum. And I'm just like, am I am I missing things? Am I, you know, novels? Sh- every every novel should be written with uh, recaps. Yeah, previously in chapter three. <laughs> well, no, not even previously in chapter three. There should be like an appendix at the end that has every chapter listed. And it's like, all right, if you stop reading for a while and now you're coming back, you're coming back on chapter three. Okay, here's previously on this book. And it's a summation of everything from chapter one to chapter 22. I mean, I think that's like Cliff Notes or, or Spark Notes or whatever. Yeah, but, but they don't have that for every book. I'm saying every author should be doing this. Yeah, but also, like, I, I don't guess know, I think most authors to want people said. to just read their book <laughs> straight through. Yeah, and there's something to be said about it's not just every book is just plot, plot, plot. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I know. I, okay, now I remember all the, well, the main things there that could, happened. There, there could be cutaways, like when they do it on TV. Where, you know, a little snippets of dialogue and you're like, oh, I remember. Yeah, that was a very biting remark. I don't know. I just feel like novels depend on some sort of rhythm, some sort of momentum. And if I'm taken out of that, um, I feel like I'm not getting everything that I could be out of the experience. And that's not fair to the author. And Tom, as an author yourself... I think you should be on my side here instead of screaming at me about it. Well, that's why all my books have recaps every t- <laughs> every chapter. I mean, you know how the Da Vinci Code and those other Dan Brown books, mm-hmm. he cracked the code of like, oh, make every book like 
200 chapters and make every chapter like two pages. Now, did you know that or did you just learn that from Jeffrey Katzenberg like I did recently? I just learned that from Jeffrey Katzenberg (laughs) recently. (laughs) That's where he came up with the idea of Quibi. Yeah, so that that's how you know it's a genius. That's how you know it's a good book, and it inspired Quibi. It does. I will say this: like I do, I write short chapters. I do like short chapters. However, I've read some books where the chapters are ridiculously short, and it feels a little like a ripoff of like, look, you can trust that. I'm not going to get interrupted in the next 10 minutes that I have a 10 minute attention span to finish this chapter. Right. Um, But I think it has become not a trend or maybe a trend. I don't know. I don't, I don't, maybe I just haven't. uh, You don't follow trends. I don't follow trends, Tom. I'm in a, a iconoclast. Um, You can't put me in a box. Um, But I think at some point it will get to the point where the beginning of every chapter will be a bullet pointed summary of the book thus far or the important things. You know, it would always bum me out on TV shows when it was like previously on Lost and then they would show you like um, a line from a character that hadn't been yeah, in the show for it, three it episodes. It was a little like, bit of a well, spoiler. I guess they're going to find Kate and rescue her because she's <laughs> in the she's in the flashback. Um, so I guess yeah. she's showing up in this episode. Like you could tell what was going to transpire in the episode based on what they're prompting you to remember yes, about the yeah. story up of until course. that point. But it's a little bit damned if you do, damned if you don't. Where. Uh, I was reading a thing about Lost recently, actually, and I kind of hadn't thought about it. And I bring this up to you when I talk about TV shows, specifically like um, the CW DC Comics TV shows. That it's crazy that they still do like 23 episode, one hour long episode seasons. And I forget that that's what Lost was in the beginning. And Lost it was obviously a much bigger production right. than than you know a CW show, um, which is just stupid. That's too much television. Don't do that. <laughs> and I mean, I guess nobody really does that anymore, huh? There really um, aren't one hour long serialized shows. I think all of network TV. Yeah, I guess you're I mean, I'm saying this and I'm like, well, all the CW DC comics TV shows, which there are, I don't know, like six now, probably. Yeah, like, nah, they're like, all still doing it. Grey's Anatomy and Private yeah. Practice and CSI and all the law and orders. I mean, they're procedurals and stuff. Some of them. Yeah. But. But. Yeah. But. It's a lot, and you know I have not watched any of the the CW shows in a bit, and it is kind of tough because like you go to watch and it's like, all right, well there's been thirteen episodes already, and now they're gonna have to try and catch you up during that recap. Uh, but I get it with 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 what you're talking about, where the recaps are a little bit of a spoiler sometimes, because otherwise it's like we don't expect you to remember this line from four months ago, right? But and and I think that goes back to my point where um, sometimes that happens in a novel, um, and uh, I'd have a better shot of uh, of remembering that kind of stuff. 
um, without some sort of appendix that has bullet points in it. Um, If if I'm not taking a multi-day break between every reading session. Yeah. I mean, the the nice thing about novels is uh, it's very easy to fast forward and rewind. That's true. Because that that even happened to me while I was reading this. There were like a, there was one line in particular where I I, I just kind of like missed it, and then a few lines later, I'm like, wait, why? Were they talking about this guy for? And you know, it takes ten seconds to just leaf back and be like, oh, there it is. Okay, back to our story already in progress. Well, hey, it must books, be nice they're not so bad. To, yeah. Um, it's actually easy on an e-reader too. You just search that person's name. Yeah. Like, oh, where did I know this guy from? Oh yeah, I remember that scene. Yeah, it's very. So I started reading uh, this book on an e-reader, but then Devil I Devil bu- in a Blue Dress. Yes, but then I bought the paperback because uh, mm-hmm. I wanted it. So now I'm reading it in paperback. And you're right. In particular, th- this week something happened. And luckily, I was able to just go back a couple of pages and see, oh, okay, that. Um, but otherwise, on an e-reader, yeah, it is very easy to just search for a name or whatever. I do miss when I'm reading a physical book sometimes that you can't search. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I tap on a word to get a definition. Well, that you're just stupid then. You're just like I am a, stupid. a real fucking moron if you're doing that. Tom, can I ask you a question before we get started on uh, the next section of Devil in a Blue Dress? Sure. And if this is a spoiler, Mm -hmm. let me know. Are you going to ask if the devil really appears? Does he show up yet? (laughs) He hasn't shown up yet. I don't think there's going to be any supernatural aspect to this uh, I mean this. the devil but the devil's real that's not supernatural that's 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 you know real Tim I've told you multiple times the devil's not real it's uh like me and your wife and your family just want you to get a good night's sleep and <laughs> uh I don't know what else we can do at this point to to stop making you afraid of the devil Tom, my wife and I watch Jeopardy every night. Uh huh. And every night I have the same thought and bring it up to my wife. And she's so sick of me bringing it up. I don't bring it up every night, but I think it every night. Uh huh. What would happen if you went on Jeopardy and, you know, you took the test, you went through the rounds of interviews, you went, you flew out to Los Angeles, <laughs> oh, you, you checked into a hotel, and they started the game, and you were really good at the buzzer, uh-huh. and every clue that came up, you know, this person was, uh, you know, uh, king of England at this time, you buzz in, who was the devil? And then, uh, oh no, and then every question... Every 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 clue you answer, who is the devil, or what is the devil, or who is Satan, or you know who is Beelzebub? Where and is Satan? Exactly, or like where is hell, or something yeah. like that. They can't stop the game, right? I think they can. I'm sure they're there's... not allowed. There's they, because of the quiz show scandals. They can't no. like 
I'm and, sure and you could just be like, no, I think these are the answers. <laughs> I'm sure there's something in the rules. Oh God, I feel so bad for your wife. I can't imagine. You bring this up all the time. Well, I think about it all the time. Man, I bring it up maybe once a week. And done. <laughs> I I'm sure there's something in the rules about like trying to intentionally disrupt the game. That at their discretion they can they can end the game. I don't know because then they could just be like, uh, you know, James Holtzauer, who's, um, you know, who. You know, uses different weird techniques about clue mm-hmm. um, choosing and stuff that, like, it probably wouldn't fly legally for them to be like, it's our discretion. If uh, it's left up to our discretion, if you're playing the game that the way that we want you to play the game. It's because that then damn maybe, show scandal. Yeah, maybe there's a rule about if you give the same answer three times in a row, they can be like, all right, that's three times in a row and it's wrong every time. Yeah, but I don't know that they've anticipated this. They, they haven't written this into the rules. Well, they should. They should be thinking ahead. And maybe not even three times. Maybe it's like if you give the same answer ten times and it's always wrong, then we can end the show and you're off. Mm. Or maybe well, that's the, why you that's why you switch it up. The devil, Beelzebub, well, Lucifer. Well, what hell. I'm saying, maybe the devil's gotten to them and has you know written in these rules to to for himself, where he's like, look, these are all my different names. It's in the rules that if they're mentioned more than once, then that person's kicked out because I'm the devil and I don't want people to really know I exist. So the devil got to Merv Griffin? I just think it would probably be tough. Two things. I think it would be tough to get to that point if that's your intention. I think once you got to that point, you'd be like, no, I think I can actually win. So I'm not just going to throw this away to see what happens if I keep saying the devil. (laughs) But wouldn't you want to see? What if you're... What if your curiosity outweighs any desire to win? I think you would get such a dirty look from Alex Trebek that you would oh, he stop would, it. He would be up, so upset. Yeah. He would give you such dirty looks, and then he would say something to you during the commercial break where you'd be like, oh, I don't, all right. I, yeah, this, gonna... is, this would have to be someone with no respect for the game. Then the they wouldn't get into the, the They man. wouldn't get on without any respect for the game. Tom, the fucking... Troll became president um, just so he could do <laughs> stupid easy. shit. Becoming president is easier than getting onto Jeopardy. Uh, um, I also think, number two, there's probably something in the contract, uh, you know, in the rules or whatever, where it's like, okay, this we'll keep playing the game. You're going to keep answering the devil, but th- this episode isn't going to air. Guess what? How do you do the returning champion? Let's yeah. say the returning champion, this is a Tuesday, the person who won the the Monday games there, but then you're entering the devil, and then the other contestant wins, unseats the champion, 
they're going to come back and be like, this person was, uh, yeah, you didn't see the other guy lost, but we're not going to air it because the guy was prattling on about the devil wouldn't I shut think, up. I think they literally would say that. I think they would be like, there was an episode we didn't air because this man kept answering the devil. Here was like a quick highlight of it. <laughs> and to show you this guy won last episode, he is now the returning champion. They would cut out all the answers. They would cut out the person. They would cut out me answering the devil. In, no, in I think package. I think the opposite. I think they would just show a supercut of you saying the devil twenty then why times. Would they, then why would they not air the episode then? Because I think they would be like, it'd be, this would be annoying to see in real time. But here's a quick supercut. Of just this guy answering the devil, and that's proof that this actually happened. I don't know. I think it might happen one day. I'm just trying to... I'm, look, the only reason I bring it up is because I want Alex Trebek and the producers of Jeopardy to be prepared. I also, like, I don't put it past them of just, like, we're just going to air this episode. And obviously, one person on the... Ep- one of these contestants is a nutcase. Mm-hmm. And that's just it, you know. And that's and that's what I think they'd have to do. But I think they would they would reluctantly do that. Yeah, and they might even do it as a deterrent of like, you know, look, if you come, if you've got this genius idea, we're gonna air the episode, and you're just gonna look like an asshole. No, but that these days trolling on that level. But to get to the point to be on Jeopardy. Anyone who wants anybody who's on Jeopardy, that their li- one of their life's goals has been to be on Jeopardy. But what if somebody doesn't care about Jeopardy and they work real hard? Tom, trolling culture is this. It's working too hard to put yourself in a in a situation where you just act like an ass for no reason, just to make people annoyed and put in a ton of effort. But I, but I don't think anyone could be a ever... Wheel of Fortune fan. Wheel of Fortune, sure. They're not. They're not. They're not. Oh, I would. Oh. Wheel of Fortune. I think uh, Pat Sajak would just like punch you in the face, and he wouldn't <laughs> even care. But I think Jeopardy. I I think you can't get on that show. There's never been a contestant on Jeopardy that's like, eh, I don't watch the show. I don't like it. Yeah. No. But what I'm saying is, somebody <laughs> doesn't care about the show. And they're an asshole, and they devote ten they're, they're years not, of their uh, life. Well, then to, good for them. Then they get yeah. to be on syndicated television for twenty minutes saying the devil. I know that's that's what I'm asking. I'm not saying it's a <laughs> I don't good th- idea. I'm I, just saying what would happen. I don't think it's a reasonable fear. All right, um, thank you for for clearing this up. Do you want to talk about this book or what, Tom? Yeah, You're stalling. Jesus Christ. Oh, I hate you. Devil in a Blue Dress, Tim. Did you even do the the assigned reading? Tom? Yeah. Not only that, I've been reading this book on my own time because I like it. Wait, you usually doing it on the clock? What is yeah, that? Yeah, I'm usually punching in. I'm usually, you know, uh, I'm getting a. Are you drawing an al- hourly <laughs> salary from yeah, this? Yeah, Tim. Of course. Every time I'm reading, I'm punching in. When I get done reading, I punch out. And that's where your Patreon dollars are going to. Yeah. Pay me to read. Um, no, I, I've been loving this book so far. Uh, do you want to give just like a super quick recap? Do you remember what's happened up to this point? Yeah, so there's a guy. Easy Rollins. Easy Rollins. Get us. Oh, not, say, not, slim Pickens. 
Not Rollins with an S, I don't think. I think it's just Rollin. Easy Rollin. He's yeah. just a guy. He's hanging out. And he's at a bar. Um, and then some guy came in. And no, it like, is Rollins with an S. Okay. And then some guy comes in. He's like, uh, this lady, my lady's missing. DeWitt Albright. Yeah, DeWitt Albright. And uh, he's talking to this uh, this uh, bartender who's a hulking strongman. Uh, a former boxer. Yeah. And he's just like, man, uh, I need somebody to help me find this lady, and I'll give them a lot of money. Yeah. And Easy Rollins needs that money. What, was he just laid off or something? He Yeah, he just got... Uh... Uh, I don't know if it was technically like it it was retaliatory towards him. Uh, So he was fired, but I think they might have said he was laid off. Okay, and this is the 1940s in Los Angeles. 1948, yeah. Um, and he's like, all right, yeah, I'll go find this lady if you're gonna give me all this money. But it's like mysterious circumstances who this uh, who this guy looking for this lady is. yeah not a lot of information need to know um, and he finds out where this lady is basically by just going to a place and, and asking uh but he had a picture right but he used a fake name yeah he uh, didn't about he, the lady. he wasn't dumb he wasn't the t-1000 about it walking around with a picture have you seen this boy yeah. Like the T-1000. He was like, I'm playing dumb. Like, oh, I'm not looking for somebody. I'm hey, just kind of looking. Hey, easy. I'm playing dumb. Uh, there's a lady. Uh, maybe. Well, um, and he, he finds out uh, like a, a, a club that she's at or something. Uh, yeah. And then he's like, well, I'm not going to tell this guy yet. I'm going to go figure out what's going on. Right. Um. And then there was something where he had sex with a lady or almost had sex with a lady. Yeah, uh, Coretta, who was with uh, a friend of his, uh, Dupree. So he was like, I can't have sex with you. You're kind of with this guy, Dupree. Yeah, what is this, a you, me, and Dupree situation? (laughs) That's what he said. (laughs) I'm trying to avoid that. (laughs) Look, that's what everybody's trying to avoid. And you're trying to get me into it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's, I, yeah, anything else? I think that's pretty much what we got up to. Yeah, I think so. So. (laughs) That's a good quarter of the book. (laughs) So. (laughs) There was a guy and he's looking for a lady. Well, people listen to the last episode. So he, he's got this info and he's ready to trade it. Uh, this chapter eight. So, uh, is, uh, uh, Albright's like, yeah, come meet me at, uh, the, the pier at the merry-go-round at night. It's like, all right, cool. I'll do that. Wait, who's Albright? Oh, Albright's the guy looking for the lady, looking oh, for, right, da- right, yeah. looking for Daphne Monet. Yeah, of course. So, uh, he's like, all right, he goes to the pier and he's by the pier and he, he sees, like, a bunch of, like, white teenagers, uh, like, goofing around nearby. He's like, oh, God, please. He's like, please just leave me alone, teenagers. Easy Rollins is is black. Yes. So he's like, please just, like, don't come over here. Don't bother me. And then he's like, a uh, 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 white girl comes over and she's like, hi, what's your name? He's like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, please. But he's being nice to her and like, you know, and she's trying to be nice, but doesn't realize like 
please leave me alone because now you're going to bring attention onto me from your friends. And of course, that's what happens. Fucking and, teens. Yeah. So the, you know, these, these, uh, white teen boys come over and they start like, you know, saying shit to him, uh, calling him boy, calling him the N word. Why are you talking to our, our girl? And he's like, I'm just, I'm not doing anything. I'm waiting here. She came up to me and she's saying the same thing. Like I asked him, stop, be nice. Um, and the whole time he's thinking about, cause he just got back from world war two. He's thinking about, um, how he could easily kill all of them <laughs> and like how he's like imagining killing them one by one, like po- like gouging eyes out, like trench warfare type shit. Like just like the dirtiest ways to like, just like, nope, fight for the death. Here's how I would, I would kill them. Um, that's cool that must have been a fun uh, couple pages yeah how to murder teens but the whole time he's like i you know of course i can't do this because this would come back to bite me (laughs) yes to say the least but then uh just as shit's really heating up dewitt albright shows up um and he's and he says you know he comes up behind the guys and is like I forget what he says right in the beginning, or I didn't take a note, but you know, the like main team that's antagonizing easy is like, uh, Hey, what do you want? You know, like, what's it to you, pal? Mind your own business. What do you want? And DeWitt takes out a gun and cocks it and goes, I want to see your brain scattered all over your friend's clothes, son. I want you to die for me. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I like the for me. (laughs) Right. Um, yeah. And then, uh, he's just holding a gun on the, on that kid. And he says, if any of your, if any of you boys move, I'll kill him. Then I'll shoot off all your nuts. Nice. Is DeWitt black or white? DeWitt is white. DeWitt is like Panama hat white. (laughs) He's described the first time we see him as like wearing a Panama jack hat because that's like easy's uneasy about him. Because he's like, Joppy's like nervous as hell when this guy comes in. And this guy, is, you know, he's he's white, but he's just like very comfortable in this like black bar. But then he's telling me like, I need you to go to this. Bless you. I need you, you to go to this black bar because I can't go in there. So, but obviously this guy's like, DeWitt's kind of not afraid of anything. Um and then, uh, you know, uh, one, of the, one of the teenagers kind of tries to, you know, these teens are like, why are you defending this guy? Like, what's he to you? And he says, uh, he's a friend of mine, and I'd be proud and happy if he lowered himself to fuck my sister and my mother. Wait, what? <laughs> that's, that's what uh, uh, DeWitt Albright says to the teen about who easy is to him. That's a complicated way to be like, I'm vouching for this guy. Yeah, it's like complimentary, like, oh, thank you. That's nice of you to say, but also real fucked up. I would like to have sex with your mother. (laughs) With your sister and your mother. Um, So, uh, you know, at this point, these teens are like, oh, this guy's this guy's got a good chance of just shooting us. Like he he doesn't give a shit. Yeah. 
So he, uh, DeWitt asks Easy, should I kill? Should I kill him? Should I kill the guy who is giving you trouble? And Easy plays it real cool, where he's like, "I waited for forty seconds before I answered him," <laughs> and he goes. You should kill him if he's not sorry. So then, of course, the guy's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it. Um, And then uh, DeWitt says to him, I want you to show him how sorry you are. I want you to suck his Peter. I don't like this. I don't I don't like DeWitt. I don't like his he's got no. a dirty mind. No, and that's the thing. Everything has to be about sex. No, and, and that's the thing. Easy is never like, oh, this DeWitt guy's all right. He's staying up for me. He's just like, I don't like this guy. This guy's a loose cannon. He's sick and like I'm glad he's on my side, but I don't necessarily expect him to always be on my side. So I still want to kind of keep an arm's distance from this guy. And the guy goes down on his knees. You know, he's he's going to show him. Uh, but then he's like, uh, uh, like, ah, get out of here. Oh, yeah. And I have in my notes here, Easy is angry because DeWitt could do the same to him. He's capable of it. Right. right. So Easy's not fooled into like, oh, this guy DeWitt's my good friend. He's like, nah, DeWitt's gonna pull a gun on me one day and ask me to suck somebody's Peter. I don't like this guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's on Easy's side right now because Easy's got some info. Exactly. Um, so he's like, you know, the kids run off or the teens run off. They're told to run away. Um, oh, but then DeWitt's I'd like, like to tell teens to run away and they listen. <laughs> But I don't want to menace them with a gun. That they, seems like a bridge too far. They do go somewhere else because DeWitt's like, eh, I, they'd be crazy to go tell a cop, but maybe they will. Let's go somewhere else to talk. And uh, DeWitt's like, all right, tell me what you found out. I promise. And uh, Easy's like, I don't know what you're going to do. I don't know if I should tell you what I've learned. He's like, I'm not going to hurt her. I promise. Um, so he's like, all right, uh, Daphne was with, uh, Frank Green, who you might remember as Knife Hand. As who? Knife Hand. Oh, yes. Okay. He talks about Knife Hand because Frank mm-hmm. Green's so quick with a knife. It's like a, right. he's got a hand made out of a knife. Um, uh, and then, uh, he's like, all right, cool. Thanks for the lead. I need that picture back. He's like, ah, I left the picture of Daphne Monet at home. But the whole time he's saying to himself, like, I, yeah, no, I, I did that on purpose because no, I think he actually has it on him, but he's like, I lied to him because, uh, I like looking at this picture. Really? yeah, because Daphne this is Monet's, a dangerous place for. Uh, I know, but Easy's like a little bit foolish occasionally, yeah. mm. and and he's like, ah, she's hot. I like looking at the picture. Um, so he's like, I'll get it to you later. Uh, uh, and uh, Dupree, not Dupree, uh, Dewitt is like, all right, here's my card. Here's some money. Um, you know, you, you did good, Easy. Uh, here's my card. If you're ever looking for work again, you know, come to me. I, I got, you know, I, I got, I got a use for a guy like you. Uh, and he's like, well, I'm not going to need that because Dupree told me I can get my old job back that, you know, the boss wants me back. Uh, but he's like, ah, take it anyway. And then, uh, uh, 
DeWitt asked him, like, hey, how come you didn't, uh, how come you didn't kill those kids that were bothering you? You know, the, those boys. And uh, Easy's like, oh, uh, they were kids. I don't kill kids. And uh, that makes DeWitt laugh a lot. <laughs> DeWitt <laughs> yeah. seems pretty cool. <laughs> the idea of, like, having a line where you don't kill minors. Um, so, uh, chapter nine, we cut to, uh, uh, where are we? Uh, I, oh yeah. So, uh, Dupree. So I think that, yeah, I think easy, easy is going back to get his job that morning and he runs into Dupree and Dupree is like, Hey, Coretta tore out the other morning and i haven't seen her since um what happened well he doesn't know and dupree's mad at easy about it like yeah, what he should be what'd you do what'd you say to her and he's like i didn't say anything to her i don't know what happened to her look we took you home drunk nothing happened i got out of there we left i left and like that manages like dupree's diffuse he's like all right whatever Easy goes to Benny, that's his old boss, to talk. Um, and uh, Benny wants Easy to like basically bow down, apologize, like beg for his job back. Suck his Peter. Well, so he thinks about DeWitt, and he's like, DeWitt didn't, like, DeWitt's not that kind of guy. Like, and he's like, nah, fuck you, I'm not going to do this. Um and he says uh, to himself, he's like, Benny isn't a businessman. He's a plantation owner. He's a slave driver. Um, so uh, uh, Benny, oh, then Benny, uh, you know, he's like, come on, easy. Like, just, you know, apologize and you get your job back. And he's like, don't call me easy. My name is Mr. Rollins. Um, you're calling me easy like we're friends. We are not friends. You call Ooh. me Mr. Rollins. Uh, and Benny's like, it was like that time you made me call you Mr. Reynolds. I do that every time you cross me. Um, Benny, like he's surprised by this. He's taken aback, but he does oblige, but he, you know, he still gets the upper hand because he's like, well, Mr. Rollins, there are no current openings at, uh, dip. Yeah. But where easy, are, where do they work? Um, the butt factory? No, I forget. It was, I mentioned it last week. It was like a, an assembly line type job. Hmm. Um, but Easy walks out happy. Putting because, together some Ford Mo- Model Ts? Probably. Um, but Easy walks out happy because he's like, I stood up for myself. I don't have I'm a job. i Easy. Yeah. He's like, well, and also he's got money in his pocket. You know, he got he got paid by uh, DeWitt. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I got fuck you money right now. I want my job back because obviously I can't. I don't want to keep working for this incredibly sketchy guy. <laughs> I would just like my regular job back. Um, but he's happy to sit up for himself. Then all of a sudden, uh, I forget if he's at his house or he's just walking, but he gets picked up by the cops. These two cops, Miller and Mason, and they suck. 
They don't tell them what they're picking them up for. Dude. Ah, brother. They throw them in a holding cell. And, uh, you know, they they just kind of don't give them... They're just like, you know what you did. Throw him in a holding cell. He's stuck in this holding cell. He's looking at a dead mouse for a while. He's talking about the dead mouse. Um, And then they come back in, and uh, Mason, who's like a big fat guy, he's roughing him up. And at one point, he, like, goes to slap or punch Easy, and Easy, like, catches his, his strike like twists his wrist and like gets on top of him and thinks like I could kill him right now. Um, but he doesn't. It's probably not a good job to kill a cop while you're in a jail cell. Exactly. He's like, this isn't going to end well for me if I do this. So he doesn't. They keep asking him where he was Thursday morning at 5 a.m., which was when he was walking back from Coretta's. And he's like, I was out. I was out with a girl. And then I walked home. I don't know what to tell you. Um, and they let him go. Um, he So then he uh, he gets picked up again as he's like walking home by this guy, Michael Taron. Um, too many characters in this book. Yeah. Michael Taron. Michael Taron's running for mayor. I think we did hear about him previously in the book. Well, I didn't, Tom. You were remiss. I didn't previously on Devil I didn't in a realize dress. he was going to be important. I'm Michael Turner. I'm running for mayor. I didn't realize he would be important. Um, but he wants to know where Daphne is. And he's like, nah. And the whole time he's like in this limo and he's like, it smells horrible in here. And then he sees like movement in Farting. the like, he sees movement in the storage area. And, like, a little uh, Mexican boy with, like, soiled underwear comes out. And the guy's like, oh, it's okay. And, like, kisses him. And it's like, oh, this guy's like a pedophile with, like, some, like, kid that's been trafficked from Mexico. And is, like, now just, like, living in his own. It was, like, very disturbing. What the hell kind of book is this, Tom? Exactly. Well, he's a bad guy. I mean, it's not like this is the hero of the story. I don't know. You made him out to be the hero. Uh, Didn't you say a great man pulled up and, and put Easy into his car? He's he's let go. That he's got your vote for mayor? <laughs> he's let go. Um, uh, and then he, he, he finds out that uh, from uh, Hattie, who I think was uh, the, the woman working behind the candy shop, the fake candy shop, real candy shop, but a front for the speakeasy. Right, right. Coretta was murdered. Oh my gosh. So Coretta's dead. So that's why the cops were were questioning him because it was like, you were seen with her. What happened? Wow. Uh, his friend Odell drives him home <laughs> and tells him- I feel him, like the cops could have been up front and gotten more information. Well, that's why he was like, if you tell me why you're holding me, I can tell you what I know, but you're just not giving yeah. me any info. Um, uh, his friend drives him home and tells him, like, you should get out of here. You should skip town. This is bad for you. Uh, but but uh, Easy's thinking to himself, like, I have a house- 
remember how proud he is he of his house? He was very proud of being a homeowner, yeah. He's like, I'm not going to leave here. Um, even though he could, he's got a lot of money right now. He's like, no, I'm, I'm not getting out of here. Um, Junior calls him. Uh, I forget what Junior says to him. Junior is like the bouncer at the club. Mm. I don't think it, He's a man who's pregnant. <laughs> you're thinking of Arnold Schwarzenegger's version of Junior. Yeah, and Danny DeVito. Um, Danny DeVito wasn't pregnant. No, in, he was the junior. doctor, I think. Or yeah. the mad scientist. Well, maybe you should pay more attention hmm. to movies when you watch them. Um, uh, but then all of Why a sudden... Why haven't I watched Junior? <laughs> but then all of a sudden the phone rings. Guess who's on the other end? Coretta. Daphne. Daphne oh. Monet, the lady in question. She's trying to find Frank Green, old knife hand, and Coretta told her that Easy is looking for her. Um, and uh, Coretta, I guess, said to Daphne, like, hey. Hey, 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 Daphne. Sorry, I yawned. Because uh, it's, it's late. Yeah. Uh, it was like, uh, you're vaping and then we know it. <laughs> Daphne was like, uh, uh, yeah, Coretta was, told me you were looking for me and that if I didn't give her money, she would tell you where I was. So I gave her 20 bucks. Uh, but now she's like, why are, why are you looking for me? And he's like, oh, I don't know. I just thought you were hot. Um, and which it seems like she kind of buys. And then she's like, I need to find Frank. I can't find Frank. You know, Frank. Um, I don't have a car or anything. And I don't have money. You need to give me money to take a cab to go find Frank. Right. You're, you're yawning a lot. Tom. I'm Do we sorry. Need to... I just feel like, uh, I'm yawning a lot cause I'm talking a lot. And if I talk a lot, I yawn because my jaw gets tired. If you must know. <laughs> Your so maybe you gets tired. maybe you could help by talking more. Telling, well, why don't you why don't you talk like this, or you don't have to move your jaw a lot? You can talk like Mister Crisp. This is how he talks. No, yeah, because he gets too tired when he talks too much. You would like that, wouldn't you? No, I'm terrified of Mister <laughs> Crisp. Um, so she's like, "You got to help me out, easy, or else I'm gonna tell the cops." So he's like, "Ah, god damn it!" So he goes he goes to her with money. Uh, and then she's like, uh, well, I don't need this money. Why don't you, um, uh, why don't you just drive me to Frank's? He's like, ah, but, and she's being like real hot and flirty. So he's like, all right, I'll take you to Frank's, mm -hmm. uh, or no, not Frank's, uh, Richard's a friend of hers that she's looking the to brother. all these names. Yeah. I hope there won't be a test. Uh, Richard lives in Laurel Canyon. Uh, so they drive out there and, uh, the doors open and easy's like, Oh, it's like 5am and this guy's doors open. That's no good. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, it's probably fine. They go in there. Richard's laying in his bed, knife in his chest. Um, and he, uh, easy gets like kind of fucked up seeing a dead body, even though he's seen so many dead bodies, he still right. isn't, you know, used to it cause he's a good guy. Uh, he falls to his knees, but then it says, there's like a little, this is going to be a previously on devil in a blue dress while he's on the knee, while he's on his knees, he says that he finds something, smells it and puts it in his handkerchief. 
Mm. Some kind of evidence, something he saw that he was like, what is this? Oh. A rose. I have to hang on to this myself. Um, Daphne runs into the garage. He looks up. Daphne's gone. He finally finds her in the garage. Uh, there's a pink Studebaker. She's putting her, her uh, suitcase in there. She kisses him, kisses him so hard that he says it chips his teeth. And then she says, um, you know, it's a shame I have to leave because I would let you eat this little white girl up. Which is, that's pretty flirtatious to say. Yeah, or cannibalism. Right, or she just got the wrong idea about him. Uh, and she leaves. And, you know, Easy's like, damn, that I thought that lady was hot. And then she kissed me so hard to chip my teeth. And now she's also saying she would let me eat her up. Ugh, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to sit here for a few minutes before I get up. Lest anybody see my boner. He doesn't say that, but that's what I imagine. He's like, uh, say, I mean, I guess, yeah. All right, never mind. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. We're running low on time here. Yeah, he's I heading feel home. Like you've he's got read a lot more. He's 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 heading home. He's got a voice talking to him, um, and he has like kind of a flashback to the war. And in the war, he worked in stats, which was basically just following like where the war was and counting dead bodies uh, because they didn't trust black people with guns. He said. Um, so, but then he heard, uh, a bunch of white soldiers come back and, uh, he overheard this white soldier talk about how, uh, black soldiers weren't fighting because they were cowards. And he's like, well, fuck that. I'm not a coward. So he volunteers to fight. Uh, and he go, he's part of Normandy and the battle of the bulge. And I'm not talking about a diet. Um, did and he, he say that or, or is that uh no yeah. it's that's my commentary that's and then good. that's a, straight out of a, a number of different uh 80s sitcoms <laughs> he's uh he's in uh he's like pinned down i think this uh i forget if it's like italy or germany but he's like or france he's like pinned down in a barn by a sniper the snipers killed his two friends I think one was a fellow African-American and one is a Japanese-American because they like are putting all the people that they're like, we don't trust these guys. And also, we don't really care if they get killed in the same uh, battalions. Um, But he's like pinned down by a sniper in this barn. And he said, all of a sudden, a voice comes to him and is like, you got to as soon as the sun goes down, you got to go and kill that sniper. That's going to be your only chance. And if you don't kill him, if you don't rip his face off, you're going to be scared for the rest of your life. And and that's like the voice that's, you know, I didn't write down what the voice said to him <laughs> during this. <laughs> that's current, probably not important. This current situation, I think it was basically a, like, this is bad. You got to get out of this situation. He goes back to his house. Guess who's there? His door's open. And we already know from Those his cops. No, from his previous, you know, encounter with an open door, like, that's a bad sign. No, he goes in the house, Albright's there with two of his um, uh, henchmen. Oh, no. And uh, he's like, yeah, I want to just come talk to you. And, you know, it's hot out. So, like, I had these guys open your door with a screwdriver. Um, And 
he was like, uh, you can't do that, man. Like, what if I broke into your house and like Albright doesn't uh, break his stride, doesn't it, like his smile doesn't fade. And he says, um, uh, uh, oh, if you broke into my house, I would rip your N word head off. Uh, I think that was it. He just says I I would do that. Yeah, see, he he, he was right. He would turn on him. <laughs> yeah, he is a very bad man. Um, and he asks like Easy, what do you know? Easy, like for the most part, tells him what he knows because he's like, I I kind of don't want to be involved in this anymore. I'll tell you what what I know, and maybe that'll be enough. And Tom, you poisoned me with uh, with your description of Albright, though. Um, I'm just picturing Marlon Brando as Dr. Moreau. I think that's not too far off, to be honest okay, with you. Okay, okay, cool. Um, he threatens Easy and, you know, tells Easy, I want you to find Frank. I want you to find Knife Hand. You got three days. Uh, and then the next chapter, uh, after they leave, he finally goes to sleep or you gotta remember he's been up like two nights in a row, almost legally insane. Is that true that if you're up for 48 hours, they can, uh, declare you legally insane? I have no idea, Tim. I don't practice that particular type of law. Yeah. Well, you're getting choked up about it. Um, do you want to do an experiment at some time, where, at some point, where we can see how long we can stay up? No, without going to sleep? I don't want to do that. <laughs> Why I, not? Because being tired is my least favorite thing, and I'm tired all the time as it is. Yeah, well, let's do it as an experiment. We'll record it. People will pay us for it. No, I don't think they will. And I'll just go to sleep. Like when I'm tired, I'll be like, "Well, I lost the experiment. Whatever." Yeah, the experiments don't have winners and losers, Tom. <laughs> they do. Ask any scientist. Uh, chapter sixteen is just him sleeping all day because he's so damn tired. Like it. And then he wakes up uh, like in the afternoon and calls uh, Edda May back in uh, uh, Texas looking for Mouse. Uh, Mouse? Mouse was the guy back in Texas who was like bad news. He was like mm. the the reason why he got out of Texas. He was like, I don't want to mm. be involved in this. Mouse was the guy who killed his stepfather. Oh, right. Yeah, I remember Mouse. Where he's just like, this guy's bad news. I got to go to L.A. But now he's in L.A. and he's like, everybody here is bad news. Let me call Mouse, see if he can help me out. Uh, and Edda May is like, me and Mouse broke up. I don't know where he is. Hmm. And that and that's the end of uh, part It's a two. tangled web that's being spun, let me yes. tell you. Yeah, and like Easy is in too deep, and it didn't even take him much to get in this deep. It took him like 36 hours to... Yeah, to get everybody after him. It sucks that Coretta's dead, though. That really. Uh... Yeah, he was he was pretty upset about that, and yeah. uh, he kind of doesn't he doesn't know why Coretta's dead. He doesn't know who killed Coretta or why, and right. he's still. Oh, I forgot. Uh, one of, one of the things about Daphne was like once they got to this uh, her friend Richard's house, and like Richard was dead, all of a sudden Daphne dropped her French accent. Mm. So before then, Daphne was literally going, how do you say, uh, 
This and man, she's like, what's going on? Yeah, and then all of a sudden she's like, what's going on? We got to get out of here. Oh, she's Southern. Uh, I feel like she did have a little bit of an accent when, when she was talking. I could be making that up. But she definitely, we, we find out when the shit hits the fan, she's not French. Mm. So, yeah, some, a lot's going on here. And we don't know what yet. Neither does Easy. Well, I think we'll all find out together. Well, Easy will find out. You'll read about it. Yeah, he'll tell us. And then you'll tell me. He'll tell me through the power of literature, and then I'll tell you. Right, through the power of... Podcasting. FaceTime audio, uh, FaceTime video. And Patreon. And and Patreon. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, that was it. That was was the end of this chapter. You know, we're halfway through the book... And Easy's in deep, and no idea really what's going on. I almost don't want you to explain the rest of the book to me, because I'd like to watch this movie. Yeah, I feel like uh, I saw it'd some be a people very compelling movie. Some people in the Patreon comments said that uh, they've seen this movie and that the movie's great. Yeah, I'm excited. I love Denzel. Tom, oh, uh, I recently, Denzel pointed at me one time. Oh, I, yeah, I remember you telling that. Well, yeah. we'll we'll save that story for the uh, yeah for the the movie. But I also I in preparation I rewatched the trailer for uh, Virtuosity. <laughs> That's uh, not that movie wasn't based on this book, right? No, but it came out the same year. Uh, I might watch Virtuosity, uh, and you watch. Uh, Devil in a Blue Dress. You can watch Virtuosity. Yeah. I mean, I want to watch Devil in a Blue Dress. I'm I'm very... And, like, I am starting to see and hear easy as Denzel Washington. Like, a you know, younger, 20 years ago Denzel Washington. And, yeah. like, I could see how it's good casting because I could very easily imagine him in this role. Yeah. He's cool. I like Denzel. Pointed at me one time. Exactly. It's just got you know, and that's the way Easy is. Easy's got kind of like a cool. He doesn't get too upset. He gets upset maybe in his head, but he doesn't let that show. Uh, and he, uh, yeah, yeah, he doesn't let people see him getting phased by things, which uh, I feel like that's a lot of the characters Denzel Washington plays. Yeah, definitely. Simmering under the uh, under the cool surface, a simmering heat. That's how I would review the movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, Tom. I've been watching so many movies. I've been watching like almost a movie a day um, in July. Um, it's nice. I recommend yeah. uh, it's something to do with your night to make look. Every night's exactly the same. Because you're just watching a movie, but the movie's different every night if you play your cards right. <laughs> sure. Hey, let's hear it for movies. Hey, the tr- transformative power of cinema, right? Hey, what is this? Movies, the podcast? Ooh, I wish. Tom, I like movies so much more than I like books. <laughs> well, you are you are uh, simple. I'm not simple. I just see things in movies that other people don't get out of them. <laughs> okay, so you're you're a smarter movie watcher than most. Yeah, yeah. Not most, all. Oh, okay. 
I'm the smartest movie watcher there is. <laughs> that, you should start a solo podcast just called Tim, the smartest movie watcher, and you can give your insights into movies that other people don't see. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to tip my hand and and give people too much knowledge. It would freak them out a little bit. It'd be like showing a time traveler an iPhone. A time traveler? Or time traveling back into... Uh, it would be like showing a caveman. Yeah, I mean, if you showed a time traveler from like 100 years in the future an iPhone, they'd well, be like, cool, that's why I came back to see. from the past forward? How do you get a time machine? We got bigger Somebody things to worry about. Somebody from the about. future went back to caveman time and then brought him to medium time. Man, imagine if Present. there was... A conspiracy theory that, like, somebody was assassinated by a time-traveling caveman. Oh, God. that's That will be at some point. Well, we got to figure out how to make money off it. <laughs> Tom, do you hear? did you hear this new... Sorry, I know we should be wrapping up, but did, uh, did you hear this new stuff about... Uh, uh, alien stuff? <laughs> this new stuff about alien stuff. No, the the headline in today's New York Times: No longer in the shadows, Pentagon's UFO unit will make some findings public. What? Um, and the the pull quote that I'm seeing is, Mister Davis, who now works for Aerospace Corporation, a defense contractor, said he gave a classified briefing to Defense Department agency to a Defense Department agency as recently as March about retrievals from, quote, off-world vehicles not made on this earth. Holy moly, it's happening. Yeah, I kind of wish it wasn't happening right now, but... <laughs> you know what? I I saw something like that recently on, like, r slash UFO or slash aliens on Reddit, where somebody was, like, very disappointed because they were like, my whole life I've been waiting for, like, disclosure and, like, the government to finally admit, like, this shit's happening. And they're like, and I feel like that's happening now. It's starting to happen. And people are like, eh. <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice if that happened during a slow news year. Well, that's that's the thing where it's like, no, there's so much other shit happening that, yeah, most people are like, uh, unless a UFO lands in Times Square, people are going to be like, yeah, I'll I'll hear about it. Okay, you're telling yeah, me. Yeah, we got some other pressing issues here. Um, I mean, I'll, I'm very interested in the, the aliens as long as, you know, um, I don't die from this pandemic um, <laughs> right. or get snatched off the streets by, by a secret, secret police. police. Yeah. <laughs> right. I got more immediate things to yeah. worry about right but now. But this alien stuff sounds pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like to dig into that one day. Yeah. Hey, you guys are still going to be talking about this in six months, right? <laughs> I might be way more interested in hearing yeah. about it then. Uh, well, I think, um, and I think this is... Yeah, we got to wrap up. But I think this is something that the UFO community is struggling with a little bit right now. Because I think... The They're not the craziest ones at the moment? <laughs> 100% that. But I think also that like some of the stuff that's being admitted and is maybe why it's taken so long to admit, for the government to admit certain things, is that I think... The Pentagon, there's a very good chance that if the Pentagon 
like actually released here's everything we know it would be like here's a bunch of weird shit that's happened here's a bunch of weird shit we found that we have in our possession and your guess is as good as ours <laughs> as, right. uh, as uh, how this shit works where it came from what its intentions are um and i think that some people that believe like oh no aliens have been visiting they're in con- they're in contact with the government the everything's organized like because again that's most conspiracies conspiracy theories are like no put there's an, an order to things yeah there's an illuminati they understand everything they know how everything works and they've worked day and night to keep us from understanding things right where i think the truth might be something along the lines of yeah we found some things that crashed or whatever these are basically the equivalent of like the shit we are currently sending to mars <laughs> To figure out, like, yeah, there aren't people in these, there aren't aliens in these things. But also, this shit's so advanced that I I always think about how we, the human race has a hard time, I think, wrapping our, wrapping our heads around the, (laughs) this was a mistake, (laughs) (laughs) wrapping our heads around the i wrapping our head around the idea that there are things we can't wrap our head around right yeah no that's why conspiracy theories exist and that's why and that's what you know that's uh, why religion exists man it's well, the opioid of the people well and you know Opiate. people 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 that uh you know think about the stuff at a higher level think about like Aliens could be doing all, you know, other civilizations could be doing all kinds of shit. When when we build a highway a foot away from an al- from an anthill, the ants don't <laughs> understand what's going on. Right. The, well, and most of them don't. What are you trying to suggest? Some of them do. Some of them are in on it. <laughs> <laughs> And that's basically this. It's like, right. oh no, the government's not in on it. The government doesn't understand what the hell's happening because it's this is potentially a civilization that's been around literally maybe a billion years longer than we have. So we don't, we couldn't, the same way I can't explain how my car works to my dog. No matter how you often I try, how your car works to, to me. <laughs> exactly. I don't know how my car works, so am I going to understand these other crafts? All right. Well, I'm excited to look into this more. Yeah, I regret bringing it up, but uh, uh, hey, everybody, thanks for listening. Thanks for being a patron. Um, we'll see you next week on Books the Podcast. Hey, and uh, as always, keep reading. It's always as I always say. <laughs> <laughs>